0: You can read these stories and find out more about our resources and our books on our website, blackeneducation.com. Daniel Howard, a 20-year-old African-American man, attended a political rally on September 19, 1868. He was one of hundreds of African-Americans to attend this rally. You see, earlier that month, Democrats, along with some Republicans in the state's legislature, moved to remove all African-American lawmakers from office that had been recently elected earlier that year. They contended African-Americans were not given the express right to hold office, and they therefore voted to unseat them. This sent shockwaves throughout the country, and it obviously frustrated many African-Americans in Georgia. Therefore, when a rally in Camilla, Georgia on September 19th was planned, it naturally garnered a lot of attention from local people near the area. The plan was to leave Albany and traveled the 20-plus miles to Camilla to hold a rally there at the courthouse square. Philip Joyner, one of the African-American lawmakers who was just ousted from office, John Murphy, a white Republican candidate for elector, William Pierce, a white Republican congressional candidate, and Francis Putney, a white Republican landowner, were also among the attendees as several of them were scheduled to give speeches. As the progression of a few of them left Albany, Georgia, others began to join the group as it got closer and closer to Camilla until hundreds of people had joined them, almost all of whom were African-American except for Murphy, Pierce, and Putney. When they got about five miles outside of Camilla, Daniel Howard saw a group of about 20 people headed to the rally, and he too decided to join them. Not long after Howard joined them, a man from town came riding up on a horse. He was identified as James Johns. He told the group that he was a courier on this road and that they couldn't come into town with that music. You see, the organizers had hired hired a band, and the bandwagon with its musicians were a part of the festivities. Despite this warning from James Johns, the group moved on. Some of the members of the group had shotguns with them, but they did not have them loaded, or they were only loaded with birdshot. They became very concerned that they would not be able to defend themselves if they were attacked. William Pierce, however, assured them that they would not have any trouble, and that they should simply remain calm when they got into town. The participants were then met by the sheriff and other members of the community. The sheriff addressed John Murphy and told him that he couldn't bring an army of men into town and that he could be breaking the law. Murphy told the sheriff that he was giving a public speech, just as he had done in other areas of the country, that they were not breaking the law and that they had a right to hold the political rally. When the group finally got into town, there were men standing in the doorways of the buildings as they came into the square. William Pierce and Francis Putney headed to the courthouse to begin to prepare for speeches. The bandwagon followed, with many people around the wagon as it rolled into the courthouse square. Just as the bandwagon started heading up to the courthouse, the man who originally stopped them on the road, James Johns, came up to the wagon with a shotgun and fired directly into the wagon. Immediately, men who were standing inside the doorways of the stores and other buildings started firing also into the bandwagon and into the crowd. Daniel Howard was standing only about 15 steps from James Johns when Johns fired the first shot. Then bullets seemed to be flying from everywhere. Daniel did not run, though. He decided to wait while everyone else was running away. He saw men get onto horses and chase African Americans down, shooting them at almost point-blank range. The townspeople, it appears, planned to attack. They got into groups and got onto horses to chase people as they ran out of town. They chased people for at least 10 miles outside of town and shot them on the road as they came up to them. They organized search parties and employed bloodhounds to scour the wooded areas for anybody who might be hiding. One man hid in a swamp all night long as he heard men around him shooting victims. He could hear the cries of people who were caught and pulled down by dogs and shot. Several victims were repeatedly shot while they lay on the ground. The search went on all night long until at least 8 a.m. the next morning as men were still out searching for victims with horses and dogs at that time. Daniel Howard did finally run out of the town square when enough people had run out of the area and the townspeople chased them. Daniel ran into a wooded area, but he was captured by townspeople. He was struck over the head with the butt of a weapon and he was forced to go back to Camilla to pick up bodies. He was told to take the wounded and to put them into a wagon to transfer them back to Albany. Some of the people he got were already dead. There were also other groups picking up dead bodies and burying them. Daniel was told that there were 12 other bodies down by a pond on a nearby plantation and that he was to go there to get them once he finished in the town. While with the men, Daniel overheard them bragging and saying that they had hoped to get the niggers to come into town without any weapons. Then they had planned to surround them, to kill them all.